We know that somewhere in the world, someone downloaded this podcast, but we don't know anything about you. The folks who support this show would love to know just a little bit about who is listening. If you have two minutes, it really does only take two minutes. Help us make this show an even better experience for you by telling us more about yourself. Just go to ListenerQ, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-Q.com forward slash pull up and take the short survey. You can also give us direct feedback on the show, which we would love to hear. And as a thank you, you'll be entered in a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift certificate. Two minutes. ListenerQ.com slash pull up. That's ListenerQ.com slash pull up. We welcome a special guest on, Kimball Walker. Thanks for having me, man. What do you think was the biggest difference coming into the season and, and how you've been able to start the season off right? It's my health, really. You know, this summer, I mean... You know, I just put in the work. I put in the work. I put in the time in the gym. And, you know, I think that's why I'm, I was able to have such a fast start. I always knew you could shoot and just watch the balance of how guys were able to dribble at somebody full speed and stop on a dime and raise up. And I was like, he's got it. If he's, if he's hitting that shot, he's going to be impossible to, to guard. Balance is mostly everything, especially because I use my speed a lot, you know, to get over the pick and rolls and to beat defenders and stuff like that. So, yeah, I got to be locked in on my balance every time I shoot. Yeah, but what was your reaction to seeing Coach Calhoun come back to coaching? Yeah, I knew it would happen at some point <laughs> because I know how much he, he, he just loves his game. I absolutely love playing for him. Welcome to the Reggie Miller episode of Pull Up. That's right, number 31. Currently in Oregon, fresh off of a five-game, eight-day road trip where we win. Three and one? Yeah, three and one. Four, that's four games. Four games, I don't know how many days. We've been playing a lot of basketball lately, but we just wrapped up a pretty solid road trip. Actually hosting New Orleans on Thursday. Uh, looking forward to more games at home. I think we have a six-game home stand. I get to sleep in my own bed again, get to relax, enjoy some games on TV, get some of Chef B's cooking, get some massages by the masseuse, and just kind of relax and kick my feet up. It's, it's a great time of the year. Halloween is right now. Uh, when you, By the time you're listening to this, Halloween will be over. So happy Halloween to everybody out there. I hope you had a great one. Hope you enjoy some fantastic games and are looking forward to the Patriots and the Packers this weekend. Should be a great showdown. Without further ado, I want to welcome Jordan Schultz to the show as always. We have a great guest calling in later, so stay tuned. Le- really looking forward to that. Great Halloween for me, CJ, and... Uh... I had a good costume. I was a mad scientist. Certainly <laughs> topped your uh, your Jason costume. Mad scientist is super dope. We actually we actually talked about what we thought you were going to be before you called into the show. And uh, mad was scientist that about, wasn't right? one of the options. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. No, we, no one guessed mad scientist. Actually, I think I'm the only one that guessed <laughs> something. And it, jokingly, I guessed uh, that you would be a cappuccino. Oh, that is just. Uh, you know what. <laughs> Get the get out of here, bro. I thought you're, that was a funny joke. <laughs> you're so soft. Okay. All right. Well, you, I, I would have guessed you would have been like a just like a like a bottle of wine, some some weak thing like that. <laughs> I should do that next year. Yeah, My go-to was always a, a Brett Favre jersey. I was a football player for so many really? years. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember when the kids like used to wear Michael Vick or like any controversial? Like I saw a kid today wearing a Big Ben, and I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be like a joke or not. It was. I was a little confused. <laughs> Big Ben. Why would it be a joke? Because of the sexual allegations? Or yeah, yeah. Like he was like six. 
and his mother was there, and I was wasn't sure if it was supposed to be funny. I don't think it was because he was young, still pretty young. Um, uh, but okay. I did so see he some. Wasn't, like, he wasn't involved in the joke. No, he didn't. He didn't get it. He he didn't get it. But I did see some kids rocking uh, some old Knicks jerseys today, which was pretty great. Like the old Ewing and Starks. Oh, that's that was fun. Super dope. But looking forward to a great talk today and some great basketball the rest of the week. I'm so happy basketball season's here, man. And to the Boston uh, Red Sox fans out there, congratulations. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, you don't like the Boston Red Sox? No, no, I don't. No, I'm happy for him. I'm happy. I'm happy for my guy Mookie Betts, Drew Pomeranz, Tony La Russa. But four titles in, what, 11 years? Us Cleveland fans don't know what that feels like. No, you just know about Jose Mesa. <laughs> it's that time of the show we welcome a special guest on. He has a very, very interesting background and bio. This is one of my favorite parts of every podcast. He's from the Boogie Down Bronx. He went to Rice High School. He is the first player in franchise history to score 10,000 points. He's 29th in NBA history in points with over 10,000. He has the NBA record of 19 made threes in the first three games of the NBA season. He's a two-time All-Star, two-time NBA Sports Award winner, national champion in college, consensus first-team All-American. I'm not done yet. Franchise leader in made three-pointers, breaking Dale Curry's record again. He also broke his record for franchise rec- uh, most points in a season opener, 41. Without further ado, Kimball Walker. Appreciate you calling into the pod, bro. No problem, man. I appreciate all that. <laughs> hey, I always bring out the bios, man. That's my favorite part is the research that goes into <laughs> each guest. And it's crazy how successful each guest is, man. And I, I take my hats off to some of the things you've been able to accomplish, not only on the court, but in the community, man. You're, you're doing some great stuff. I'm, I'm happy for your success, man. Appreciate that, man. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about, man. People people look up to us. So I feel like, you know, it's it's my duty to get back into the community and help people, help kids as much as I can. So, you know, I love doing it. Yeah, I've done some research, and I see that you're mentoring kids. You're mentoring kids, the big brother, big sister of Central Carolinas, the Boys and Girls Clubs. You've also yep. uh, developed those type of relationships to where you go bowling, you do movies, you serve meals to members of the homeless. You make sure you do something at least once a month. You, you talked about taking advantage of your platform. Uh, what made you get so involved in the community and then obviously having your camp back in the Bronx this previous summer? You know what? I think, I think, um, you know, just, just all the things that are going on in the world, man, just really inspired me to go out and, you know, really get out in the community and do what I can. You know, like you said, just, just use my platform to impact as many people or impact as many kids as possible. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, kids kids need our help, kids need guidance. Um and, you know, I wanted it to be I wanted it to be real personal. Um that's why I was able to, you know, work with big brothers, big sisters to, to, to give four kids and, you know, really impact their lives and you know, I wanted it to be something where, you know, there wasn't there weren't cameras and you know, I, I want them I want them to feel like this wasn't for, for fun. It wasn't for social media. It wasn't for that. It was just just out of the kindness of my heart, and uh, that's what I did. You know, I'm, you know, I have two boys and two girls, and you know, we we interact a lot. You know, we we go out to eat, we go to we go bowling. They come to my events, they come to games, and things like that. And um, you know, things in their lives have improved as well. You know, their their grades are are better, and 
most importantly, you know, they're just becoming better people. And, you know, I'm trying my best to have an impact on their lives, you know, for, for, for a very long time. So it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. That's dope, man. I, I appreciate you doing stuff like that. I think it's always great to see guys get back to the communities, not only where they come from, but the, the teams and the cities that they're playing in because the impact we can have on them literally changes their life. Yep. You know, seeing the look on their faces is is priceless, unlike anything I've seen. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's, it's important. It's important. Extremely important. Turning the page to basketball for a second here. You're putting up 30 points a game, four rebounds and six assists. Your PER is 28. I always tell people one of my favorite league pass watches is, is Charlotte because of you, the way you play, using the pick and roll, getting up and down. Obviously, Nico's one of my ex-teammates, so it's always fun to watch him and see how he's progressing. But yeah. what's been the difference in your game this season compared to the previous seasons? Obviously, you're knocking down a three-pointer at a high clip. You have, I'd say, the last two or three years, your three-point accuracy has improved each year, especially off the dribble and pick and rolls. What, what do you think was the biggest difference in this summer uh, coming into the season and, and how you've been able to start this season off right? Uh, for me, it's just it's my health, really. Um, over the last, what, two or three summers, I've I got a, I had um two, I had what two meniscus surgeries and I had a scope. Those are my last three summers. I had something to do with my knee. So you now I've been rehabbing over the summers and starting late with my basketball workouts going into the season. And then you know my knee was still you no, know, just not a hundred percent. So this year, um, you know, going into the season, going into the summer, a hundred percent, being able to really have a full summer working on my game. Um, which has been a long time, been a long time since I've done that. So, you know, this summer, I mean, you know, I just put in the work. I put in the work, I put in the time in the gym. And, you know, I think that's why I'm I'm able to have, I was able to have such a fast start. Um, you know, the work that I've put in over the years, working on my jump shot now, it's, it's really, really starting to show because, I, because I'm healthy, I think, for the most part. And, of course, you know, my teammates, they, they do a great job at, you know, just finding ways, know to 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 get me open and um definitely appreciate that Campbell when did you start to really develop and feel great about pulling up off the dribble uh it's such a such an integral part of your game and your ability to do it now from three as well but that pull-up jumper where you get the defender on on his heels when, when did that really start to develop and then how long did it take to extend extend it out to the three-point line especially from from NBA range um, I think it really started to develop probably my last year in college, my junior year of college, more mid-range though. Um, you know, I think that's when I was really starting to get real comfortable. Right. Um, you know, especially using my step back jumper, of course, that was kind of my go-to in college. So I think that's when it started to develop. And then as far as getting it back to the three, um, I would say what the, my 2015 season, I think 2015, 2016, something like that. Um, that's when I really started to shoot the ball better. And that was just shooting. It wasn't really so much off the dribble. Um, I think off the dribble from three, maybe maybe about, maybe last year was when I really, really started to get comfortable. And, you know, people really started to realize how good of a shooter I was, I think, maybe maybe last year. Yeah, I could I can attest to that. I always knew you could shoot. And just watching the step back, obviously, the NCAA tournament run, uh, where you hit the step back, and then that's kind of when you really burst on the scene. Unless you really watch college basketball, that's when you really became a focal point of the world, like the big shots in the garden, then winning the national national championship. But I think I noticed a difference in your three-point shot from my rookie year to 
last season. I think you hit 10 threes on us. I think it was last season where you hit 10 threes and seven of them was off the dribble, like pick and roll, stopping on a dime, raising up. And I was like, these are tough shots. Like these aren't, I can't, these aren't, I'm a good shooter shot. These are, I'm a great shooter off the bounce shots. And you could just tell from the balance and how he was straight up and down. I always, I don't really watch makes and misses. I watch the balance of how guys were able to dribble at somebody full speed and stop on a dime and raise up. And I was like, he's got it. If he's, if he's hitting that shot, he's going to be impossible to, to guard. So that's probably when I really started watching, especially on league pass once uh, Nico yeah. was, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Was uh, traded to, to Charlotte. It's a tough shot though, but you know, you got to put that work in and, that's that's just what I've been doing. It's the balance too, right? Like exactly. Because I was at the I was at that game against Pitt in the Garden, and that was, I mean, I I had followed your career at Rice, but to see the progression and obviously for you to hit that shot at the Garden, I I know was massive, and then you you carry that all the way to a title. But but that that was the 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 country's first massive look at you. I think uh, you know the the average basketball fan. Then you were able to develop that more and more, and like. Now you talk to coaches or players. Even CJ's told me, like off off the pick and roll, how devastating you can be, Kemba. So I, it's it's that progression has been impressive. But it, it is it it's a balance thing, right? With the with that pull up going full speed more than anything. Oh yeah, I mean balance is balance is mostly mostly everything <laughs> with it, um, especially because I use my speed a lot, you know, to get over the pick and rolls and to beat defenders and stuff like that. So yeah, balance is is, is is a huge is a huge part of my shot, you know, personally. Um so yeah, I mean that 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 comes with it. Um so yeah, I gotta be locked in on my balance every time I shoot. You discussed this being essentially your first summer where you're able to really work on stuff, you know, not having to go through rehab. Blake Griffin kinda talked about the same thing to where it's it's so much easier to improve on your game and to be able to get reps when you're not injured. How did you balance your spare time this summer? I'm always curious as to how guys balance their rest versus their recovery versus family life versus vacation. Usually when you're rehabbing, it's easy. You have you have your schedule in order. It's like, all right, I'm going to get treatment at this time. I'm getting therapy. I'm getting massage. And then I can get spot shots or lifting. But now you have a full day to yourself and a full summer. Yeah. How did you strategically plan your work versus your rest? Um. You know what? This year, because because of because I was healthy this year, it was like I feel like I was like a little kid in the candy shop. Like I was so excited this summer, like to to really work on my game. There were times where I mean, I'm not a big vacation guy anyway. I'm not a big vacation guy. I don't really like going on vacation much. So I just love being in my house or you know just just chilling really with my family, with my lady, you know, something like that. But I'm really just. I was in the gym a lot. I was in the gym a lot. Sometimes I was going twice a twice a day. Sometimes early in the morning. Sometimes at night by myself. Just just so excited for the season. Just so excited because I was healthy. Um, so it was it was it was a very different summer for me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as as far as the balance, I mean, you know, I was able to balance it out. Of course, you know, of course, as NBA players, you know, we we do appearances and. And stuff like that. You know, we have to go to different cities for for different camps. And you no, know, I do a lot of camps and stuff. I do camps in Charlotte. I do camps in New York. But for the most part, I try to make sure that I always found time to work out. Um, but yeah, that's that was it, man. I mean, I was in the gym so much this summer just because I I didn't I didn't it been such a long time since I was able to to do so. So um, yeah, at the same time being smart, you know, but at the same time really just getting in my work. 
You guys are four and four right now with the Thunder tomorrow, as we talked about off air. I need you guys to get that win for us tomorrow so that they can have another loss in their in their record. What do you think is the biggest difference uh, in the in the roster this year? Obviously, uh, health is a concern. You have Tony Parker. You added a new coach. What do you think will be the difference between you guys making the playoffs and making a run in the playoffs or an early exit? Um, no, for us, we're gonna need we're gonna need everyone. Um, we're gonna need everyone. You know, we need guys to step up and make big plays. You know, a lot of times, you know, I know everyone kind of counts on me, um, but you know, I can't be the only guy. And um, I think guys know that, you know, that, that they have to step up and, and make plays to, to, to really, you know, help me. Um, that's how we're going to win. You know, everything just can't be be me. And you know, I think last night was a perfect example of that. Um, you know, I wasn't really playing well. We played Miami last night. I wasn't playing that well early on. But, you know, my teammates, they stepped up big time. TP, he he's changing our team. He's changing me as a player. I mean, it's 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 a real honor to 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 just have him on our on our squad because he he understands what it takes to win games and you know he was kind of the one who seen that you know I was struggling last night a little bit so you know he stepped up and he he brought other guys along with him and that's that's what we're gonna need you know for us to win games. You mentioned Tony um, Kemba. I'm, I'm glad you you brought him up because he's obviously you know I mean he's he's been so great for so long. What what kind of what kind of knowledge can you extract from him? Uh, maybe defensively, pick and roll, offensively, uh, seeing the floor. Like, how how does that relationship help you moving forward? Oh man, it's helping me a lot. Um, I tell everybody, he's just helping me see the game in different ways, man. He's, you know, when when things are going wrong, you know, he's he's telling me, "Can we go get the basketball?" You know, you know certain plays, you know where I got to go get the basketball, and you know, slow the game down and. You know, just 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 really small things, man. Like when I get tired, you know, to call plays for for somebody else, and you know, not to keep, you know, dragging myself or killing myself. Um, you know, just just so many. He he just helped me look look at the game in so many different ways. I mean, it's 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 amazing. He he's so smart. Um, he does so much, and you know, his his leadership is. It's second to none, and um, you know I really respect him, and I'm I'm learning so much from him in a, in a short period of time. Like TP is one of the guys, like in the huddle, you know, when the coaches call timeout, all the coaches go on the court and they talk. TP is the one in the coach's seat talking to us before coach gets there, and you know that's that's something you know that a lot of fans might not see, but it's it's important. You know what I mean? It's super important. Like that's the kind of leadership guys need. And I don't think any of us really ever had that kind of leadership. Um, and, you know, for me, you know, for a very long time, you know, I've been, I've been the leader of this team and, you know, to have a guy like him come in and, 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 and really, and really help. I mean, with that leadership quality, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing because at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm still one of the leaders, but I'm, I'm still learning how to be a leader at the same time and I'm learning from one of the best to ever do it so like I said it's just been a, it's been an honor to have him yeah I think just having played against TP and just watch how he's evolved you know since early on in his career obviously understand that he wants to get the mid-range jumper but he's still able to consistently 
get to his spots, quick layups, great pivots in the lane, always under control off the spin moves. Just a lot of stuff that I've watched. And even when we played the Spurs, you know, in previous years, I've told him, I've always been a fan of your game. I watched so much film on your pick and rolls and, and how you manipulate and get a defender to ice you at the right time so that you can bingo or pull up or go to the, the two-foot float. I just think that, you know, you being able to play with him is great. Like, and I'm glad you're taking advantage of that because you're talking about a guy who's a Hall of Famer. He's, he's played in pop system. Those little intricate leadership qualities that you see from him every day is stuff that we all notice, you know, on other teams, just how how his teammates respond to him. I think that's always a good indication of what type of player you're playing with. Yeah. It's one thing to watch a game and see him dominate and, and you know, see the accolades come to individual wars and the team success, but seeing how his teammates have always responded to him, how his coaches have responded to him, just kind of tells you what type of person he is. So I'm glad to see y'all having success, man. I'm glad to see you taking advantage of that because that's, that's crucial. And as you said, we're always trying to steal things from other guys, whether that be knowledge, whether that be moves, to, to give ourselves that competitive advantage. And I think it's, it's universal. Yep, for sure. Okay, we've got more pull-up in a second. But first, I want to tell you about Gillette On Demand. If you're shaving and you're not using Gillette razors, you're doing it wrong. In my case, I got a little bit of facial hair. Nice little peach fuzz I've had since college. Can't pull off the full beard like James Harden. But the razor keeps my gold tee looking on point. Routines are important to athletes, and shaving on game days is part of mine. Usually a few hours before I head to the arena, I get my shave on. And you can't go wrong with any Gillette razor. The Mach 3, the Sensor 3, they're all good. I roll with the Fusion Pro Shield personally. It gets the job done every time. Gillette razors are quality and will ensure that you leave the house looking and feeling fresh. And now you can get Gillette quality blades at the best value and convenience with Gillette On Demand. With Gillette On Demand, you can get blades delivered directly to your door. Subscribe to Gillette On Demand today and get 50% off your first order with special offer code PULLUP50 at checkout. Enjoy free shipping and every fourth order free with subscription. So again, visit Gillette online at GilletteOnDemand.com and use PULLUP50, that's P-U-L-L-U-P-5-0, for 50% off your first order. Going back to college, looking at your college career, uh, Ashley will be happy about this. You know, UConn wins the championship your junior year. You score 130 points in five games. Um, did you put pressure on yourself? Obviously, you know, being being the face of the university, I understand it was at stake from a draft standpoint. Before the tournament started, did you tell yourself, "All right, this is how I this is how I really solidify myself as a lottery pick. Go out here, get thirty, hit big shots, help my team win, get the national championship." Or did you just go out there thinking, "I'm gonna just be me, and that'll be good enough to get to the league"? You know what? I wasn't even thinking about the NBA. Honestly, it wasn't even in my head. I was just, I just. I just wanted to win. I just wanted to win. I mean, I was just really tired of people saying how bad we were, um, you know, just really counting us out. And then, you know, as the tournament went on, um, that's kind of when the league stuff started to really, you know, come afloat. You know, everybody, of course, you know, started to talk about me. My name was, was just was just ringing at the time. But um, for the most part, I mean, I was just taking it game by game and really just trying to win because the five games in five days, it's like the first game right, we played against DePaul, we beat them by a lot. Then we played against Georgetown. We beat them pretty good as well. And then the quarterfinals was against Pitt. And I never beat Pitt, never in my in my college career. 
they always beat us and you know we had a chance right here so we, i'm like yo we have to beat these dudes so when we beat them and in the way we beat them obviously i mean i hit the last shot um uh in the garden you know i'm from new york so you know the ties there's it's just it's just like crazy so from that point on all the, all the analysts everyone is just like all right, there's no way they can win this next game no, that every game, every single game, like they like, there's no way they can win this next game. There's no way, and we kept winning. We kept winning. Fifth game against Louisville, they like, there's no way they can win this last game, and we win again, championship. And then from that point out, I'm like, I told my teammates, I'm like, bro, it's like, there's no way, there's no way that we can win this beast championship the way we played. There's no way we could go to the tournament and lose because I just felt like it was no team. In any other conference, that could be that can even play like against us, like Big East teams play against us. And I mean, that's what we did. We went in and we won another six games, and it was really competitive. But for me, I felt like the Big East tournament was was just it was it was better for us, and it really helped us win that that national championship. It was just it was just an unbelievable tournament for us. The way we came together, the way the young guys grew in such a short period of time. It was just an unbelievable moment in my basketball career. So, so much fun. Was that, Kemba, two things. Was that the most fun you've ever had hooping, that run? And then secondly, is it safe to say, if I can remember right, that of all games in that tournament, the NCAA tournament, that Cincy in the second round was was arguably the, the most challenging, not necessarily the final four games? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Cincy was the most challenging. It was pretty challenging um, because I think I think our game against Kentucky in the Final Four was pretty challenging. Um, I mean, all the games were challenging, but like I said, just the Big East was just on a whole nother level. <laughs> it was just on a whole nother level. It was just yeah, it was crazy. You know, the Big East is different now, of course, but back then, you know, when we were in college, the Big East was just that was that was just one of the best conferences out there. So. I mean, and then the games were in a row. You know what I mean? So that's what made it even more challenging. It was every day, every day against a great team, every single day. So that's why you no know, things were a bit, you know, tough in that in that in that tournament. Yeah. Was it ever? Was that the most fun you ever had hooping? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Just because all the doubters, right? Like I said, every single every single game, they kept saying we were going to lose. So yeah, it was it was so much fun. And then, like I said, you know, just to see those young guys step up the way they stepped up it was yeah, it was definitely yeah some of the most fun i ever had playing basketball i always wanted to ask you this when you when you catch the ball even now in the nba when we get a switch with a big on you i always tell my brother so many moves go through my head it's like it's like the matrix like you got all these moves in your head and then you just pick one what what, did, what were you thinking when you backed it out with the big fella on you? Were you thinking, oh, I'm going right to left step back, or did you just make a move and watch him react? Yeah. Because I always tell my brother, sometimes I have a premeditated move, like, all right, I'm hitting him with a step back here. And sometimes I just, whatever happens, happens, I just react. Yeah, I think for the most part, I just react. Um, and it really depends on how how they're playing me. But, yeah, for the most part, it's 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 mostly reaction. It's mostly reaction. But like you said, for the same same thing, a mil, I think a million moves go through my head as well. <laughs> I think a million a million moves go through my head. You be thinking like oh, I'm about to kill it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
I got a switch against the Rockets the other day, and I had Big Fell on me, and I got the dribble, and I said, "Slow down, slow, just pick one, stop." Right. I got to go through the legs behind the back. That would be fun. They have all these moves. No, it's crazy because you so you be you be realizing like I'm doing all this stuff for no reason. Like let him react yep. and then just read it. But sometimes you be you get excited. You're like, "Oh, I got me one," and then you're like, "All right, just slow down, slow down." He he has to react to one of these crossovers and hesitations. Yeah, for sure. All right, next topic. You being in Charlotte, obviously MJ is the owner, part owner of the team. I have to ask if you have any good MJ stories. I've seen videos of him going around at camps, shooting jumpers, saying that if he misses, all the kids will get shoes. That's an epic story where he makes every shot. (laughs) Do you have any great stories or anything you want to share with us? Um, He's pretty chill around me. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. I hear that he's he's real super laid back, man. So oh yeah. Nah, he's the that's, best. that's good to know. Yeah. There's a lot of rumors right now about the NBA potentially expanding to a 1 through 16 seed. I always ask the players how they feel about it. With you being, you know, more East Coast South, how would you feel about it just being seeded based on record as opposed to to conference? I don't think I would like it. I don't think I would like it. I mean, obviously because you know, I am in the East Coast and uh you know, of course, you know, a lot of the a lot of the West Coast teams, you know, have, you know, higher records usually at the end of the year than us on the on the East Coast. But um nah, I don't think they should change it because of that. I think they should just leave it the way it is. Kimba, what was your reaction to seeing Coach Calhoun come back to coaching? Obviously he's talked about how much he loves it, loves working with young men. Uh, he's going to coach again at Division Three, University of St. Joseph's. Uh they have their first ever game coming up next week and uh and also just what what was your experience as a whole playing for a guy like that 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 obviously is a hall of famer in his own right and someone that um pushed you to new limits and that didn't allow you to settle and and, and saw your your potential even as a very young young player on my reaction i was like um yeah i knew what happened at some point <laughs> because I, I know how much of a basketball junkie he is right I know how much he, he he just loves his game, and I know he's probably getting a little bit bored. Um, but uh, I mean, Coach Calhoun, he was he's the best man. I mean, I I absolutely love playing for him, just because you know when UConn first started recruiting, I first spoke to Coach Calhoun. He 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 told me straight up, you know, he told me that you know I was gonna have to work for everything that I wanted. He told me I was about to come to UConn and be a starter right away. He wasn't going to hand me the keys right away. So I'm going to have to work for every single thing. And um, other coaches wasn't telling me that. A lot of other coaches were telling me I was going to come in and, you know, start right away and this and that. And that's not really what I wanted to hear. And, um, you know, Coach Calhoun, he he taught me how to work. You know, he taught me how to how to be a dog and how to grind for what I want. And um, that's what I wanted. And that's, that's, what, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I'm the kind of player and in, in, in person I am today because of, because of Coach Calhoun. That's awesome because I like I think about your coming out of high school. You you were a monster recruit. You had offers from everywhere, and so is it safe to say then that a lot? It sounds like it is your mentality and that ability to just go relentlessly at people that that was developed more so under him than than anywhere else. I want to say that because I think I was like that before going to college, of course. Um, but I definitely would say that. He enhanced it. I mean, you know, I'm from New York, so that's kind of how we are. You no, know, I couldn't even sh- I couldn't shoot all for most of my <laughs> right. my young career. So everything was kind of me just 
you know, just going hard as as hard as I can and you know, just really out competing, you know, my 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 opponents. So, you know, I think me being from New York and, you know, playing in the playground and stuff like that has really developed that that kind of mindset. But, you know, Coach Calhoun has definitely, you know, enhanced and took it to a whole other level. It's Halloween today, so first of all, happy Halloween. Happy late Halloween for everybody that will listen to this tomorrow. You dressed up as Chucky. I love the outfit. I love the outfit. What is your favorite Halloween character of all time? Uh, Freddy. Freddy Krueger? Is that it? Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. No, that, that counts. Freddy Krueger. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Is he considered a Halloween character? I can say. You can dress up as it, right? So it counts. Jordan, what's your favorite? Uh, I, I've always loved the uh, the Joker from Batman. I think I, I saw one today. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I saw one walk in New York City today. This dude had a full on suit. He had the pro makeup on, like that. When you take it to that level, that's that's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I think this the, New York always has super dope people just walking around in costumes just randomly. Oh yeah, all the time. What about you? My favorite that I seen this season, Mo Harkless did. Uh, <laughs> He he did uh, Tyrone Biggums. Oh man, Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> that was the fa- that was the favorite. That was so creative. That was hilarious. That was probably my favorite this season. That was, he was great. The way he did it, he, he walked in with <laughs> rubbing his scratching his neck with the <laughs> with the powder on his lips, looking crazy. So that was probably my favorite, man. But yeah, he was great. I can't lie, that was funny. That was funny. CJ, weren't you Jason this year? Yeah, but here's the thing, man. I would have put so much more effort into these costumes, but our team is so last minute with everything. Right. We have an off day, and I'm getting a massage, and I wake up, and it's 6 p.m., and I get a text, yo, dress up tomorrow. We're going to dress up for Halloween at 6 p.m. the day before a game. You have no no time. No time. So (laughs) E.T. said, I'm going to the store. Y'all want me to pick y'all up something? So it's his idea. He already at the store, which means he already got his costume picked out. (laughs) So he just grabbed a bunch of stuff. And left it in the middle of the locker room, like y'all pick something. So I just grabbed a mask and a jersey and rolled with that. But I'll be better next year. I'll be more prepared next year. Kemba, are you a, are you a uh, are you a wine guy? Kemba, are you a Pinot guy? Yeah, I'm, I drink a little wine. I mean, I'm not I'm not like a kind of sore or anything, but I drink a little bit. I'm, I'm a big cab guy for the most part. You know what that means, Jordan? We got to send them something. We always send our guests something. So okay, t- uh, when we hang up, text me your address. Yeah, but but we're mostly in the Pinot. Yeah, we are in the Pinot, Pinot but category. I do I got I do have some cabs hidden in my Vivino uh in my app. I have some cabs in there. Next summer when when you're in New York and CJ's in New York, we'll uh we'll treat you to some of Oregon's finest Pinots. Sounds good. I'm gonna hold you out to that. And we will for sure. We Jordan Jordan's got some excellent Pinot and I always I keep some in Midtown at Wifey Spy. I always keep at least twenty bottles there, so We'll have something there for us, for sure. Sounds good. Yeah, but I appreciate you coming on, man. Good luck tomorrow, and stay healthy the rest of the season, man. I'm sure I'll be seeing you soon, bro. Yes, sir. No problem, man. Thanks for having me, man. You stay healthy as well, my man. Once again, I want to thank our special guest, Kemba Walker, for coming on the pull-up pod. Very, very nice guy. Plays the game the right way, having a great season thus far. Wish him nothing but the best uh, going forward this season. It's that time of the show again. Cue the wine music, please. I've been drinking some wine lately on the road in between, you know, road trips, games, trying some new wines out. And I was blessed with a nice 2014 bottle, among other bottles, from a local winery. Adelsheim Wine. It's a Pinot Noir 2014. It paired very, very well with some pasta I had on the plane the other day. 
uh, passed it around to some teammates, allowed them to indulge in it as well, and they were fans of it. Smooth Pinot goes down very, very smoothly. And as the saying goes, I did not see it on the app I normally use, so I wasn't able to, to give you the precise rating, but I can tell you that I enjoyed it. I will be purchasing some more of it. I will be trying the Chardonnay as well as the other wine selections that they provided me with. And it always tastes the same after three glasses, but the first two glasses were sensational, if I do say so myself. Jordan, what have you tried lately? That sounds great. I actually went to California with a Cerritas, C-E-R-I-T-A-S, uh, from their Elliott Vineyard, Pinot Noir, Sonoma Coast 2015. And uh, this this was about as good as I've had, CJ. I, you know I love Pinots. This one was great. I don't know the rating. I can imagine it was high because uh, after two glasses, it still tasted really good. And I actually think it was one of the best I've had in quite some time. So I will be sending you this one. Wow. And yeah, th- th- wow. this is a game changer. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, Cerritos from the uh, Elliott Elliot Vineyard in Sonoma. Oh, that's good stuff, man. I appreciate you sharing that with me. I'll have to add that one to the list. And I'll have to send you some of what I just had as well. I love anything Oregon. I'm in. You can't go wrong with anything no, Oregon. I'm in. the saying goes. We appreciate everyone listening. As always, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you get your shows. Once again, thank Kimball Walker for coming on. We will have an updated wine list for all our listeners out there who are interested in some of the wines we've been drinking over the last 31 episodes. So stay tuned and don't forget to pull up. Pull up. <laughs>